In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for him in the inn. The prophet Isaiah in seven, roughly 750 B.C. writes this famous uh, sentence, or two sentences, about uh, what we just read in Luke chapter 2. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Who here in this room is excited about uh, receiving gifts? Who here is excited about giving gifts? Please, equally amount, please, please, I hope, right, right, okay, good, that's good. For to us a child is born, to us a son is what? A son A son is given. What does it mean tonight for Jesus to be a gift? What are the best things about a gift that you've, uh, the best gift that you've received? What what are some of the dynamics of that gift? 750 years ago, the prophet Isaiah, God told the prophet Isaiah, we're going to send a gift um, in my time. And um, here it was. It's Christmas and it came. He came. This is uh, Romans chapter 8. I'm going to put a little bit more meat on the bones here. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? He didn't spare his own son. The God the Father didn't spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not then give us all things? God wants to give you a gift tonight. Will you receive it? He wants to give you a gift. And it's our responsibility this evening to say, okay, what is it about this gift? When Jesus is gifted to us, what, I mean, what does that mean? I love Amazon Prime, right? And I've got two gifts that I hope. They said before 8 o'clock they'd be there. Dad gummit, they better be there. Because there's nothing like receiving a really, really good gift. And when you think about Jesus, he was the only person to have existed before traveling through a birth canal. He wasn't born to us. He was gifted to us. That's what Jesus is. And when you think about Jesus and uh, Jesus being a gift. A Christian is always somebody who has had his or her understanding of Jesus absolutely revolutionized. That is a a mark of a true believer. Someone who you thought you knew him, but when you actually meet him, you say this, that is not at all what I expected. Is there nothing better than being surprised on Christmas morning? I mean, parents, are you thinking right now, I know the one gift for Sally, and I know the one gift for Danny. And when they get their paws on that present, I'm going to be staring at it because I want to see their face. 
Because I don't think they have any. When you surprise somebody, or you have no expectation, or your expectations have been blown away, and you receive a gift. Maybe, kids, you're excited about giving your parent a gift. And that's going to blow them away. Just that, right? <laughs> no. I mean, expectations um, have to be shattered for you to be surprised. And I'm wondering, when you think about Jesus, um, has that happened to you? Because I'm wondering why some of you, some of us, even came into the church. Because a lot of us have been away from the church for a very long time. In fact, the church has never been a safe place for you. But what might be one of the reasons you might come back and say, okay, what, what is, what's going on here? I mean, maybe what? Maybe your career has stalled. Or maybe there's a problem in your marriage and you can't fix it alone. Maybe your kids, you're struggling with your kids. Maybe you're struggling with your parents. Maybe you're struggling... Um, with deep, deep depression. And you need a God who will what? Who will meet your needs. I haven't got promoted, God, meet my need. The problem is that when we see Jesus as a gift, we become the exact same people in the Bible that rejected Jesus as the gift. We say, okay, you know what? Um, All the problems in the world are out there. They're the ones. Those people that have it, the corporate people that have all the money, they don't ever share. They're just greedy, and I can never work my way up the ladder. It's all about them, or it's those people that are so lazy. They just take handouts. They're the problem. My kids are the problem. My wife is the problem. And we think, okay, God, do your thing. And we think if we come to Jesus, he's going to fix those people. But the problem is, is that Jesus surprises us with this gift because he always says, the gospel always says to you and to me, it's not out there, guys. It's in here. You want to know what the problem is? That's what Jesus said. I need you. What was his his verb? Repent. Turn the other way. That's Jesus' surprise. In the mid-60s, there was a paper that was circulated through pretty much the, the London proper area. And one of the um, readers and writers, the editorial writer, was a good friend of uh, C.S. Lewis. His name was G.K. Chesterton. And this kind of question went out in the newspaper, and they had different people respond. And the question was this, the problem of the world is this, respond people. And so G.K. Chesterton got his time to, time to write his editorial And all he said, here's what he wrote. He said, Dear Times, the problem with the world is me. Signed, sincerely, G.K. Chesterton. It's me. He knew what the problem was. And that's what Jesus, as our gift, tells us. Anyone who has met the real Messiah, you feel the same way. It's the self-centeredness of my heart. It's the self-glorification. It's the ego in me. And all of a sudden, I thought it was going to be different. And Jesus surprises you and says, you know, it's about you. I love you, but you need to look at how you just care about you. That's what the gospel does. And so for us, when you look at Jesus as a gift, the difference between morally nice people and Christians, real Christians, Christians are people who have met 
the real Jesus and revolutionized their thinking. Jesus is a surprise. His gift is a surprise, but there's another part of the gift about Jesus that's tough. Um, is that if you really look at Jesus and the gift, some gifts that you maybe have received in your life are insulting. Have you ever received an insulting gift? Some, some, a gift that absolutely insulted you? When I was in, at the end of junior high school, in the early part of my high school, uh, I, had, um, I, I, got in, I got my first weight set, and I was all into lifting weights, and I, I was excited, and I wanted other people in my family to be excited, and so I was like, all right, well, I've got this weight set. This is awesome. What can I do? I was like, I don't know if any of you remember. So I bought this, uh, this uh, fitness apparatus, and it was called the Thighmaster. And I bought it for my sister. And I was excited because I thought, man, let, let's, I mean, we're all getting in shape, and I want to you know, buy a fitness-themed gift. And um, so I gave that gift to my sister and didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. The unveiling of it, the unwrapping of it didn't go the way I thought it might go. It was, it said something I didn't want to say to her. What if I told, what if your boss told you on the 15th of this past month, hey, these last two weeks, this paycheck, I want you to know that you didn't earn any of it. It was, it's a gift. How would you feel if your boss said that to you? And the preceding paychecks are gifts. Just so you know, you don't earn any of it. What's your gut level response to that? What? Don't insult me. You know what I do? I work hard. And when you look at the gift of Jesus, you know what? To some of you, it is just going to be an insult. Because if God is your boss, and your gift or your paycheck is Christ... No one in this room ever deserves it. You can try your best, and you will never deserve this gift. And for some of you, if you can't work for something, because that's the way you've defined your life, I work for things, I will not take charity, I do not like need, you are insulted. And I am insulted. Because we define ourselves, right, by our stuff, by our, the paper, on our wall, the plaque on our wall that says, I'm certified in this. We, we don't like need, and so you keep your stinking charity. If that's what Christianity is about, and the gift, Jesus is always a gift, and it's not something that I earn, I don't want it. And it's going to insult some of you. And that's the hard part about this gift. But... Um, When you think about the end, some of you know Mark McKnight, and I just did his funeral this week. Um, Well-known, awesome guy. I talked to a few people in the funeral uh, afterwards, and they got nervous. This dude was 53 years old. Christmas um, Eve last year, he's fine. Boom, he's gone. Um, What do I do at the end of my life? This guy had three kids. Am I going to make it, Pastor Frank? Am I, am I going to pass? Am I going to pass the test? And the gift of Jesus says, I'm, I don't mean to insult you, but there is no way you can pass it. You can't ever make it. You can't ever work your way 
And so it's going to insult you because the only thing that you can, the only way you can receive Jesus is if he is a gift. You cannot earn him. You can do nothing good enough to earn him. So some gifts surprise you. Gift of Jesus does. The gift of Jesus is also going to insult you sometimes. And lastly, though, the gift of Jesus is to be treasured by you. What's a gift that you didn't realize was a gift, and then over time it just grew? I got to be on staff with my buddy Chuck DeGroat, and I didn't quite know the mind that this guy had. And coupled with that, my church gave me a big book budget. That's a lot of B's. And um, I got to, I said, Chuck, whenever you buy a, buck, um, buy, buy a book, buy two. Buy me one. And I didn't realize the gift that I had been given by this book budget and Chuck. But those two together, and over five years, I just began to realize, oh my goodness. Yeah, I thought that was generous, and I loved being on staff. But this guy, I mean, he, he could see things and think in ways I had no idea and my mind grew, and God used it to help me see things I never saw before. And the gift, I just began to understand. At first, I thought it was nice, and then all of a sudden, after five years, I'm like, that is the number one thing that influenced me for those five years in Orlando. I can't believe I got that gift. Have you ever had a gift like that? When you know Jesus, what's going to happen inside of you? When you understand who God is, is it will grow. I want you to think about Moses. I want you to think about Jesus as God with you. And God with you in the Old Testament was this. A pillar of fire, a burning bush, a smoking fire pot. Uh, It was a tornado, right? It was all these inaccessible things. And the one thing Moses asked for when he went to the promised land was, God, I want you to be with me. Be my Emmanuel. And you know what? God wasn't. He stayed in the Holy of Holies. He couldn't have, Moses did not have access. It was too terrifying because he came like a tornado or a smoking fire pot. I, if Moses understood God to be so majestic, so furious, so immense, that when, Jesus, or when God came and his hugeness was there, Moses felt small. When God's purity was on display, he felt so dirty. When God's depth was seen, he was so shallow. And in the Old Testament, man, I tell you what, that would intimidate and overwhelm people. Have you ever started to sing and then a really good singer comes up next to you? Have you ever been on the athletic field and you think you can bomb a three and you see a guy step two steps back and he's the reincarnation of Steph Curry, right? And he just starts bombing and doing all kinds of crazy things. I mean, When you compare yourself, it can be intimidating. And so what is the beauty of Christmas? The beauty of Christmas is that he comes as a baby. And all of a sudden, the veil is ripped. And this veil that separated Moses from God is gone. And now he is a little baby. What is he trying to tell us coming as a baby in a manger? You have access to him. And once you understand what it means to have access to God, because I tell you what, you better believe Moses was coveting uh, that access to God. What happens? You're free. What is it like to be around a little baby or a little kid? I took my little niece to go see Sing, 
And all I knew is that we, she was on my lap, and we were hoping that this mama pig was going to be a star. And that she loved her 25 little piglets, but dadgummit, she was going to be a star. And little Morgan turns her head back to me and says, I'm really happy for her. Because she got to be a star, right? And I said, I feel the same thing, Morgan. I'm so happy for her. I was free. I was... The accessibility of my little niece, the accessibility of this little baby is the gift of Jesus. The incarnate God Almighty comes as a baby to give you access. So if this story bores you, something's wrong. If this story bores you this evening, or if you are deeply discouraged or depressed, or if you're lacking some self-control, hey, the God of the universe, this gift that what? That surprises you, will insult you, and what? Ultimately, you will see as immeasurably valuable has come to change your life. And that is what we celebrate, and that is what we sing for. So when you open gifts tomorrow, when you're there with a gift or you're watching someone open your gift, remember Jesus as your gift and how that will change and transform everything about your life. That is why Jesus came, to show us the way, to show us the way back, back home. He came as a baby when he didn't have to. Where are you this evening? I pray that you'll understand this gift. Let's pray together. God, we know that you will surprise us and um, we will not expect what it means to be a Christian. We will not expect that we're going to be looking at our own sin. God, we won't expect that it will even insult us, that we don't bring anything. At the very same time, God, as we understand what we have, it's going to grow. And there are people in this room that they understood something 10 years ago, but now they're understanding something and the gift that you are in greater ways, broader ways, deeper ways. God, please show us. Send your spirit. Show us that we don't deserve any of this. We don't deserve any grace, but you, while we were yet sinners, you still died for us. You came as a baby. What? To make it accessible. To make your presence accessible. Thank you, God, for that. Change us in your name. Amen.